Welcome to another inspiring message from David Hall, pastor of LifePoint Church, Adelaide, Australia. It's our sincere prayer that you would experience the presence and power of the Holy Spirit as you listen to this message. For more information, please visit davidhall.com.au. If you have a Bible, turn with me, please, the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. It's funny, these scriptures have been in the Bible for quite some time. And I have never preached a message from these passages. I've referred to them, I'm sure, but never just taken some time to uh, go there and and talk about this. But I love this scripture. I'm going to read it from uh, the New King James first. And then I want to show it to you a little bit in the Amplified. It says this in 1 Corinthians 3.16, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? Do you not know? I love it. Paul just has a little way of just poking the bear a little bit. Just saying, don't, don't you know? Or, or, in the, or in the Amplified, it says, do you not know and understand that you, the church, and uh, specifically, he's actually talking to the church at Corinth. And that's important. I'll tell you why in a moment. That you, the church at Corinth, are God's temple, His sanctuary, and that God's Spirit has His permanent dwelling in you, to be home in you collectively as a church, also individually. And then if you jump to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, and this is, the, this is in the original King James, and I love it. And Paul, once again, is just asking questions. He says, what? He says that he actually wrote it in that high pitch from the Roman prison cell. What? He says, What? Know ye not, in other words, don't you know, know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. If you're not your own, you are no longer your own possession. Then whose possession are you? You are a possession of the Spirit of God. It's not how much of the Holy Spirit that we can have. It's how much of us He can have. And He says, don't you know that you are a temple of the Holy Spirit? And the reason I shared both of these is for a reason. He's writing to the church at Corinth. This is a church where He taught on the gifts of the Spirit. This is a church where He said, hey, calm down. You're all prophesying in tongues and drowning everybody out. He's he's having to remind them, you're moving in signs and wonders and you go and boom, and it's wild, but you're not loving one another. So there's a bit of symbol clanging happening. And so you got to understand the church at Corinth was a, they, they were going for power. They were going for anointing, sometimes disregarding uh, other things that were important also. And so Paul, in many ways, had to shape and mold that church. And a lot of what we do today is shaped and molded here. But this is a church that's wild in the spirit, but he still stops. A church is prophesying. A church where the gifts of the Spirit have been outlined, all nine of them. And, and, and a church where people are praying in tongues. And Paul's saying, I thank God I speak in tongues more than all of you. Uh, he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks mysteries under God. He's sharing all of those things. But he still takes time to say, I've, I've written all that. I've shared all of that. But do you not know, church at Corinth, you're the temple of God. And that the Spirit of God permanently dwells in you collectively but individually. And then he goes on later in Corinthians, don't you know, know ye not. We used to sing a song, know ye not, know ye not, ye are the temple 
I used to think it meant, no, you're not, no, you're not. But it was no, ye not with a question mark. So it was, don't you know that you're a temple of the Holy Ghost? And God dwells in you. I, I, I feel like I've got so much more to say and, and I, I'm, I'm struggling to keep up with my, my, my tongues going faster than my brain and my spirit. They're not all working together right now, but we'll try and pull it in a line. And to simply say this, that Paul in two separate occasions is reminding Holy Spirit people that it's not just what's in the atmosphere, is actually real on the inside of you. You can know the indwelling, the abiding, the inhabitation of the Spirit of God. So how do I get Him to inhabit in my world? There's a thousand ways, but He inhabits the praises of His people. In a moment, we're going to worship God again. Do you realize when you do that, you're making a home for God? And Paul's gone there twice and he says, the Holy Ghost dwells in us individually and collectively. As, as, as Dave, as Donna, as Ari, as Joel, as Taylor, as Jonathan, as counted nearly everyone that's in the building legally. Don't you know? Don't you know that you're a temple of the Holy Ghost? Don't you know? It's not just power and anointing. I love those things, but that same Holy Spirit will turn up in power. That same Holy Spirit that will turn up in a garden tomb and raise Jesus. Same Holy Spirit that lives in us. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one more scripture real quick. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, in the New King James, he says, For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. It's interesting. He says, you, listen to this. He says, you are the temple of the living God. He says, and as it said, I'll walk in them. He says, I'll dwell in them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Once again, He's taking possession of us. We're not our own. We're in the family of God. But I, but I, I just want to look at this for a minute and then we're going we're gonna to pray. He says, he says that word dwell, it's a fixed position. He says, I'll, I will occupy and reside temple of God. You're the temple of God and He dwells in you. He resides in you. Where does the Holy Spirit live? In here. If you're born again, you don't even have to be baptized in the Spirit. That's a whole new experience. But just as a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit indwelling you. He says, I'll, I'll dwell within them. And then He says, and I'll walk in them. So, so what's the difference? He dwells he doesn't just live there. He, he, he walks in you. So, so I did a word study and I read a word that I've never read before. He, he, for, he basically, the Bible says when He walks, it's to preambulate. And I believe there's going to be a, a great level of preambulation. Filling your homes. Right now, what does that mean? It, it means He walks in you, but really it, it's better translated he walks through you. So the Spirit of God indwells you, but He says, I'm going I'm to walk. In other words, I'm going to move through you. So I'm, dwell, I'm living there, but I'm not just locked up in there. I'm going to flow out of you, touch others. Why tonight? I don't know if you could sense it at home. I could sense it here. We just start to worship the Lord. We're singing. and You can start to feel the presence. Why? Because God, the Holy Ghost dwells in one worship leader. I'm saying one for a reason. I'm not neglecting the other. Stay with me. He dwells in one worship leader. And then 
flows out of that worship leader. But at the same time, it's dwelling in a drummer and flowing out of our drummer. Another worship leader flow, flowing out of them because he says, he, he says, the temple of God resides in you. He says, but I'll be in them. Yeah. And there's something about what's happening through you and then through the other people who are very legal and socially distanced from one another. Spirit of God starts to flow and this beautiful mystery is created that I miss more than anything in the world and it's called the corporate anointing. Where what's in you flows, what's in me flows and you pull it together and now you've got an atmosphere charged with the power of God. Now you've got an atmosphere of faith where anything can happen, where rivers of living water can flow in and the gifts of the Spirit begin to flow and prophecy starts to flow. The Word of knowledge begins to flow. Conviction of sin begins to flow. See, some people say, well, I'm the church. I don't have to go to church. Well, he says, yeah, I dwell in you, but I'm gonna walk through them. There's big power in what's on you and what's on you, and what's on you, and what's on you. When we get together, and we've been apart a while, I can't wait till we get together. I'm praying for a greater measure of anointing on the other side of this. Praying for a greater measure of the power of God in our church and in our churches. He writes the church at Corinth. I feel like Paul's writing to the church at Life Point. We've had Holy Spirit conferences. We've had revival nights. We've had miracle nights. We've had healing crusades with guest speakers. We've prayed for people. We've allowed the gifts of the Spirit to flow. All of that, but I feel like God's reminding you at home, don't you know that you're a temple of the Holy Spirit? So if you, if you get the idea that we're just going to get comfortable staying at home, it's, it, I, I pray you just keep, as I preached last week, just keep stirring that gift, honing the gift, letting the gift begin to rise in you because going to get together soon. And I believe we're going to taste of heaven like we've never tasted before. I really do believe the greatest move of God uh, that we've ever seen is ahead of us. I believe God's going to do something. Uh, I mean, right now, sickness is keeping people away and we don't have a choice. If I had my choice, uh, we'd be doors open. We'd be having church. People would get healed. I'd get arrested. You know how it goes. But here's the deal. I, I do know when the time's right, we're going to submit to authority. But when we open these doors, I feel like the Holy Spirit uh, who's dwelling in you and in you and in you. And in you, and in you, and in you, and in you, and in you. When we get together, I'll walk in them. I'll dwell in them. I can't wait till we get to be them again and come together and create a corporate atmosphere of faith where God can dwell. That corporate faith, that corporate anointing. But He says, I will dwell in them. I'll walk among them. I will be their God. That word be, it's a random word. It's sometimes the translations that we have, there's a bit of depth when you scratch at it and look into it. It has the idea of breathing. I'll be, I'll be there, God. Like, like the air you breathe, I'll be there. All you have to do is draw on my presence, draw on my anointing, draw on the touch of God. I knew a guy that had compromised lungs and as a result of, uh, of having compromised lungs, he developed, I think, tuberculosis. And, and remember being with him in, some, in the last phase of his life and everyone else is in the same room. We're breathing the same air, but his capacity was no longer there. 
to breathe the air of the room. And I want to say this, that I, I, as spiritually, I pray that we'd understand we all have the capacity to breathe heaven's power, to breathe heaven's anointing, to breathe heaven's life because His power is right there. He's near to those who call on Him. He says, draw near to God, I'll draw near to you. He's right there. You don't have to draw far. <laughs> He's right there. And if you breathe in His presence, the anointing, I... I think what I love about our church, and I was saying to our guys before the service, my favorite moments in a service are where you get to the end and it's just, we, we rah, rah, rah. We boom, boom, boom. We jump, we shout. We, we, we like to praise God with passion and, 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 and a bit of oomph. I like a bit of grunt in church. I, I pray that if our church was a motor, it'd be a V8, not a, not a Prius or some stupid thing like that. I, I pray that it have a little bit of grunt when you put your foot on the pedal at life point. It can turn over. It's got, it's got a bit of get up and run. But I also love those moments where when it's all said and done, you can feel the power, the, let's call it the glory, the kabod, the weight of heaven coming into this atmosphere. And I'm believing that God wants to do something. And I'm not not a big scientist. My wife is. She's a biology teacher. She trained herself on the internet. But we started talking about breathing. What does breathing do? You breathe in the good stuff. Now, of course, if the air is compromised, you can breathe in bad stuff. But in a perfect world, you breathe in the good stuff, the oxygen. And at the same time, there's an exchange. And that exchange is you also breathe out all the gas that your body no longer needs. Carbon dioxide, I believe they now call it. But you know, that's only made possible because of blood that's flowing in you. Because of the blood of Jesus that flows from Calvary, you and I can breathe in God. Breathe out junk. Breathe in His presence. Breathe out unforgiveness. Breathe in anointing. Breathe out depression. Breathe in the touch of heaven. Breathe out jealousy, envy, strife, bitterness. I just want to encourage our church, wherever you are. If I could, I'd walk over and fell in Jesus' name. I'd pray for you, but I can't. Well, I can pray, but I can't lay hands. We could do it virtually walk up to the camera and just push on the push on the lens we might even try that before the night's out who knows anything could happen it's revival nights it's not religious like Sunday but you know some of you need to just breathe in the anointing because right now during COVID-19 you're full of worry you're worried about your job you're worried about your future I've got an assurance that no weapon formed against you shall prosper that God's hand is on you I'm going to ask the worship team if they'd make their way uh, to the platform. Literally, that is the only people other than Donna and I that are sitting in the audience right now. So thank you guys. You've multitasked tonight. You know, right across the house, Donna, I don't know if you're ready to come and, and if you've got some of the prayer requests and some of the things that we can get Facebook Live up. But I'm believing that God's going to touch people. And I know you got to get your ears in guys but maybe Ari if you could just jump up and just sing Holy Spirit come and fill this place and just minister to people I encourage you as Ari sings 
just breathe in that anointing. Just breathe in that presence of God. Let's inhale the goodness of Jesus. Let's exhale fear and worry and junk. And I'm believing God that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is going to touch you in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it was an encouragement to you. If you'd like to know more about David and Donna, please visit our website, davidhall.com.au.